Bibles with me and go to John chapter 15. John chapter 15. Shall we stand out of honor of the reading of God's word together as we read John chapter 15? Beginning in verse number 13. John 15, verse number 13. The Bible says, Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Ye are my friends, if ye do whatsoever I command you. Henceforth I call you not servants, for the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth. But I have called you friends. For all things I have heard of my Father, I have made known unto you. Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you, that ye should go and bring forth fruit, and that your fruit should remain, that whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it you. Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, Lord, I look around and I see something that encourages me. Lord, I see a church here, a lighthouse here in the Reno, Nevada area, greater area. And Lord, we see a, a church and a lighthouse that is strong. Lord, a church that has a shepherd that's been here faithfully serving. And Lord, we see the fruit of that today. And Lord, today we've come to your house to be ministered to, Lord. I believe we've been ministered to through song, but now, Lord, we've opened your word to get a truth. That will encourage us, equip us, sharpen us, and edify us. And God, I pray this morning that's what it would be, a blessing to your people. I pray it would encourage and be a help. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Here in John chapter 15, I truly believe we find one of the most encouraging passages in all of the Bible. And I believe that today because we see here that the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords desires to be our friend. Today, it doesn't matter what your last name is. It doesn't matter how long you've been in church. It doesn't matter how long you've been a Christian this morning. The truth is that God desires to be your friend. Think of that. The man who came and died on the cross to pay for our sins, our Savior, and at the same time who is our Creator, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, desires to be our friend. We just read it a second ago. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man laid down his life for his friends. I don't know about you today, but that encourages me. That lifts me up. I believe one of the greatest gifts that God gives us on earth is friendship. Friendship. Maybe today you could think of someone that's helped you in a needy time of your life. Maybe you could think of someone who's helped you when you had no one else to turn to. Maybe you needed someone to talk to. Maybe someone let you, lent you some money when you needed some money. Maybe they put a roof over your head. You could think of a friend. Now remind us this morning that that's who the Lord desires to be in our life. He desires to be our friend. 
If we're not careful, what we'll do is we get misconceptions of who God is. We think of an old man in heaven who looks down at us waiting to punish us or beat us up when we mess when we mess up or when we let him down. But the truth is today that God desires to be our friend and not just any friend. He desires to be our close, intimate friend. And the question I would like to leave us with this morning is this. What type of friendship do we have with the Lord? What type of friendship do we have with the Lord? Would we consider the Lord our Savior? Would we consider Him a hello friend? Maybe we say hi to occasionally before we eat or at church when we pray. Or is He a friend that we can't wait to spend time with on a daily basis? That friend that we want to go to, we are in a time of need. This morning, the size of this room and the amount of people in this room today, there are needs here. There are people going through a tough time, a trial, a valley. Maybe you feel lonely today. May I remind you that there is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother, and his name is Jesus Christ. When I was 17 years old, my family went through a very low time, a deep valley. My mom was diagnosed with a rare form of cancer called anaplastic carcinoma, 45 years old, a pastor's wife. Our family never went through anything like that before. We had a great family, strong family, pastor's home. And at 45 years old, she was playing the piano one day in church, and my sister saw a lump in her throat. And that's how she found out that she had something wrong with her. He went to the hospital and the doctor said that needs to come out. And they did surgery and they took it out. And the doctor, the surgeon met with my parents and said, you need to place your things in order. You have three or four months to live. We immediately rushed her to MD Anderson, the top cancer hospital in the world. And the thousands and thousands of patients they treat yearly they only treat 14 cases of this rare form of cancer. My mom would go on to live 11 months. As she was living the last days of her life, she was in ICU. The cancer had eaten her body, the treatments in her throat. She had come down with pneumonia, couldn't breathe. And Pastor Lynn, I'll never forget what she wanted to do, what she wanted to sing. She had friends and family surrounding her bed, and she wanted to sing. One of the songs that she wanted to sing, I'll never forget, was what a friend we have in Jesus. All of our sins and griefs to bear, what a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what needless pain, or oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear, all because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. Can I say it was true there in 2010? It's still true in 2023. What a friend we have in Jesus. And Jesus is a close friend to me and to my family. He was an evident friend in that valley our family was going through. He wants to be your friend today. I just want to very quickly this morning look at three characteristics 
of friendship that we find with the Lord. First of all, number one, may we notice, we find the elevating consequence when we find friendship with the Lord. The elevating consequence. Look at it with me in verse 13. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Verse 15. Henceforth I call you not servants, for the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth, but I have called you friends. For whatsoever ye shall ask of me, I may give it to you. But I have called you friends. For all things I have heard of my Father, I have made known unto you. You see, when you are friends with the Lord, you are friends with somebody. There's an elevating consequence. Whenever you're friends with someone, there's either a positive influence or a negative influence. Have you ever heard the saying, you are known by your friends? And when you spend time with the Lord, He starts to rub off on you. And it starts to impact how you treat others. It starts to impact how you talk. It starts to impact how you think. And when you're friends with the Lord, it places you up to a place that you would never be able to reach without that relationship. What type of friendship do you have with the Lord today? It's an elevating consequence. It lifts us up. Today, the Lord desires to be your intimate friend. I think of Abraham in the Old Testament. Abraham was known as a friend of God. When Abraham walked around, they looked at Abraham and said, Abraham, that's a friend of God. God wanted to judge Sodom and Gomorrah. He wanted to talk to Abraham first. Imagine that. Can I say, just as it was in the Old Testament, it's true today, He desires to be your intimate friend. And we can be as close to God as we please, as we desire. There's an elevating consequence. He says, Henceforth I call you not servants. For the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth, but I have called you friends. Today, the Lord should be our master. Today, He's our Lord. He's our heavenly Father, but He desires to be our friend. There in West Coast Baptist College, I have the privilege of overseeing a public school ministry called Athlete Outreach. We go into public schools and provide chaplains to the different sports teams. In 2017, we got into the number one basketball program in the Antelope Valley, one of the top programs in all of Southern California called Knight High School. It has multiple NBA products from that school, from that program. One of them is Paul George, who plays for the Los Angeles Clippers, and His coach is still the coach there today, and he's the athletic director. I reached out to him in 2017 and pretty much offering our services, and he was very hesitant, neglecting. And he finally agreed to meet with me, and again, he was very hesitant and had a lot of questions. But as I kept giving him answers and talking to him, he finally agreed to have us come speak to his team, and it's amazing what the Lord has done with that relationship. It's been forged and it's been blessed. Dozens of players have been saved. Coaches have been saved in that program. And one day he said, Justin, will you come and speak um, or talk to one of our players? He just lost his dad. He was shot and killed. I remember thinking, 
Absolutely. I thought, wow, this coach trusts me enough to come and to help one of his players. And I immediately rushed and I thought, wow, what a privilege it is that God has given me to help this team, to help this coach. And I talked to the young man and he made it through and he's doing well now. And now I could say, fast forward a few years, that I could consider that coach, his name is Tom Hegry, a close personal friend of mine. I go over to his house multiple times a month. He had me marry his two daughters. Not married, but officiate the weddings. <laughs> Better clarify that. We're near Utah, right? Better, cl- better clarify that. But I officiated his two daughters' weddings, and now I can count him a close personal friend. Now let me ask you, was it a privilege to do something for this great coach? Of course it was. It was a true, true pleasure, a privilege. But can I say, fat, now that we fast forward a few years and I consider him a close friend, that relationship means a little bit more now. You understand what I'm saying? Jesus says here, I call you not servants. What a privilege, an amazing privilege it would be is if we were just known as servants of God. If we were just known as a servant of God, what a true, amazing privilege of a lifetime that would be. But it doesn't just have to stop there. We could be close, intimate friends with our Heavenly Father, our Savior. There's an elevating consequence. Number two, may we notice there's an enduring cost to be a friend of Jesus. Look at it with me in verse 14. He says, Ye are my friends, if ye do whatsoever I command you. Now it's important for us to realize here what Jesus is not saying. Jesus is not saying you will earn my friendship by obeying me. What he's saying is, you will prove your friendship to me by obeying me. You see, when we are friends with the Lord, it's not going to be hard for us to keep his commandments. Because we are doing it for our friend. We are serving our master and our friend. And we want to do it for him. I like to illustrate it this way. If I was walking down the streets today in Reno, Nevada... And a stranger came up to me and said, can I borrow $100? I don't know about you, but I would have a hard time giving someone I'd never met $100. But what, what if one of these young men came to me in school? Let's say Ben here, I used to teach Ben. He came up to me and said, I've really hit a hard time. Brother Justin, I've, I need $100. Can you help me out? I would probably say drop dead, okay? I'm kidding. I'd probably say, of course. Why? Because I know Ben. I even might say it's a gift. Just take it. Why? Because he's my friend, and I know him. I can trust him. I know he has a need in his heart or in his life. See, it's not so hard to do something when we are doing it for a friend. What is it today that the Lord might be placing on your heart in an act of service for Him? And we can ask ourselves and take a time of reflection and say, do I struggle with that or do I want to do that? Do I want to serve God? Do I want to serve the Lord? Do I want to help out around the church? Do I want to help pastor out around the church? And if we're true to ourselves, 
We won't look at it as a job because we're doing it for a friend. And we have that desire. There's an enduring cost to be a friend of Jesus, but wow, what a well-worth investment. Jesus says, You, my friends, if you do whatsoever I command you, we prove our friendship to Him by obeying Him and serving Him. We see the elevating consequence, the enduring cost, and lastly, and I'm done, the enriching compensation of friendship with Jesus. Look at it with me in verse 15 again. Henceforth I call you not servants, for the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth. This word means nothing more than a slave, a slave. But I have called you friends. For all things I have heard of my Father, I have made known unto you. Verse 16. Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you, that ye should go and bring forth fruit, and that your fruit should remain. That whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it you. You see, when we find friendship with the Lord, we find an enriching compensation. What do we find? Well, first of all, he makes us spiritually perceptive. He brings us into the inner circle as if we were one of his disciples, a close follower of his, a friend of his. We become spiritually perceptive. We won't turn there for the sake of time. But in Matthew 13, Christ's disciples said, Lord, why do you always speak in parables? Of course, parables were those stories that weren't necessarily true, but Christ would tell them to crowds to illustrate his thought. He said, I speak in parables. His response was, I speak in parables because the lost don't understand my words, but you do because you are followers of mine. You see, he's making us spiritually perceptive. You ever know those people, it seems like they just know so much about the Bible? It seems like they know the Lord, like he's a friend. You talk to Pastor Lynn here, it won't take much time for you to realize that he has a walk with the Lord in his spirit. And I say it might have something to do with how much time he spends with the Lord. When we spend time with our God, he rubs off on us. He makes us wise. Turn quickly to just one, a few pages over to Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10 in verse 23. Luke chapter 10 in verse 23. The Bible says, And he, Jesus, turned him unto his disciples and said privately, Blessed are the eyes which see the things that ye see, for I tell you that many prophets and kings have desired to see those things which ye see and have not seen them. And to hear those things which ye hear and have not heard them. Jesus is saying, hey, if you're a close follower of mine, you will see and hear the things that the kings and the prophets wish they knew. When we spend time with the Lord, we become wise. Wisdom is there for our access. The book of Proverbs He makes us spiritually perceptive. Secondly, He makes us spiritually productive. Go back to John 15. At the end of there, in verse 16, He says, And that ye should go and bring forth fruit, and that your fruit should remain. That whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father in My name, He may give it you. May ask us this morning, How's our fruit been lately? 
Have we been experiencing the fruit that the Lord promises us? Winning souls. Growth in our spiritual life. May I say that has a lot to do with the time we spend with the Lord and how we are filled with the Holy Spirit. He makes us spiritually productive. He just doesn't say fruit. He says fruit that remaineth. I look across this room this morning and I see a a man who came and started this church and there's fruit that remaineth. And that's what the Lord desires for us in 2023, to be productive. He makes us spiritually perceptive. He makes us spiritually productive. When we have a relationship with God, a friendship with the Lord, there's an enriching compensation. You ever heard the saying, it's not what you know, it's who you know? And the Lord provides that for us, that relationship that we have. One of my favorite passages in all the Bible is in Psalms 34. David is speaking here at a low time in his life. And he says this, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall be continually through my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. They looked unto him and were enlightened and their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encampeth around about him that fear him and delivereth them. And here's the promise in verse 8. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. My challenge to us this morning is that we would just taste and see the goodness of God. Our Christian life will not always be roses and flowers, but when we have a relationship with God, when we have a friendship with God, he will bring us through the fire. He will bring us through the valley. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man laid down his life for his friends. What a friend we have in Jesus. All of our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for your friendship to us. We thank you for being faithful to us even when we are not to you. And Lord, maybe there's someone here today that's drawn away from you. They're not as close to you as they once were. God, I pray they would come back to you. I pray they would run back to you, Lord. Lord, we have hope today because you live. As we sang earlier, we were worshiping your name. And God, there's no one that we need to be closer to than you. There's no greater friend that we can have today than you. And God, I pray that we would rekindle our friendship and relationship with you today. God, maybe there's someone today who's not saved. They've never even been introduced to you, God. And Lord, today I pray that they would get that settled and they would be introduced to the greatest friend they could ever have. A friend that sticketh closer than a brother. 
a friend who's laid down their life. I pray they would receive that gift of salvation today. And they wouldn't wait any longer and waste another day, God. Today is the day of salvation. Lord, we are thankful and we'll thank you for everything that's said and done today. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Shall we stand this morning as the pianist plays of song invitation? I'm going to turn it over to Pastor.